There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk in the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl-ass. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode one of season three of Winona Earp. Woo! Yeah, we that needed this so back excited. badly. <laughs> oh my gosh, this was amazing. It was crazy and awesome, and it jumped right in, and I was not expecting the way this jumped in. Right. I kind of expected to at least get some backstory of Mama, and uh, no, we went right into dealing with monsters right it's crazy but all right before we get into all that because we're super excited uh one channel we have ratings yes we do all right the monday sneak peek for episode one brought in a 0.09 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.371 million viewers making it the 109th overall cable show and then on friday when it aired regular time it brought in a 0.12 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.418 million viewers, making it the 63rd overall cable show. Which I really think there's more than that. And part of that has to do with the next thing you're going to say. Yes. It was announced once again at San Diego Comic-Con that Winona has been renewed for season four. Which is amazing. Yes. But also at San Diego Comic-Con, although we were not there and we were very sad about that. Several of our friends were there, and there was a huge viewing party with the cast. So I swear our numbers are even higher. I don't know how many people, but from what I understand, there's actually multiple viewing parties going on. I'm sure there were. So whoever couldn't get into like the viewing party, there was a bunch of them having viewing parties everywhere. So I think that's amazing. And too bad it only counts as one TV at a time. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You got 5,000 people watching a super big screen TV. Right. count more than one. (laughs) Which I don't know if any of our listeners were there and can share pictures. I think a few of our friends are going to be passing along some pictures. I cannot guarantee that. Right. But all you got to do is search out Winona Earp at San Diego Comic-Con, and I'm sure you guys will see the pictures. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's jump into episode one, Blood Red and Going Down. When a mysterious bus full of sexy strangers rolls into town, why none of us figure out why they're in purgatory before the entire town falls under their spell? All right, so it was pretty funny, though, when they do roll in, which I know I'm kind of jumping, because Nedley was just hilarious, which we'll get to that, but (laughs) he was just cracking me up. I love that he's back. Because I get really worried about some of our cast. Yes. Like, our fringe group. But we open up... (laughs) I'm laughing already. Yeah. (laughs) At Pussy Willows, with Nicole and Waverly up on a rooftop, 
talking about guns and kind of flirting at the same time. Right. And then we flip inside the bar and you have Winona riding the mechanical bull with a beer in her hand. And I did tweet. I'm like, how many times did you have to do that? Right. <laughs> because I feel like I would have broke character and just been busting up laughing myself. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen it. I don't remember exactly if it was something they played like after the show or just in between. And it was kind of like outtakes where she was laughing and she said, I feel like everybody's judging me. <laughs> I was cracking out and I'm like, I th- I could totally do that. Right. And I'm like, and I think, no, I couldn't. I'd probably end up like falling right on my head and break my neck. Right. Even if it was going slow, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of gave me a uh, just a little bit of the uh, flash dance vibe to it. <laughs> Even though she was on a bull instead of dancing. I just feel like, too, like they're showing this. Okay, so you see Waves and Nicole. So you know that they're at least there. Right. But you don't Something's know. Going on, right. Exactly. Yeah. Something is going on, but we have no clue. <laughs> right. But then when Wynota suddenly vomits and she's kind of tossed out of the bar and I'm like, uh oh, maybe they're just following her because she's on a bender after everything that's happened. Exactly. And that's the whole setup. And you go, oh, now I get it. <laughs> right. Because suddenly there's a bunch of revenants and they're taunting her. And they're like, oh, it only took a having a baby to break the air right and i was like oh dude (laughs) and then winona's not quite so drunk as they thought she was yes i was worried though i really was thinking oh crap what's going on and it turns out that she's not alone or not even as alone as i thought might she might be right because dolls doc and jeremy are all there to help beat down these revenants with sniper Nicole and Waverly yes. up top. So, yeah, this was a yes. carefully plotted plan. Obviously. I was scared, though. I'm going to admit it. I know it was only the first few minutes, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what is she doing? But why don't I use this peacemaker? Basically, take them all down, except one. And this is where things got kind of weird for me, okay. because she's grilling the final revenant on where Bolshar is. and. He doesn't want to tell her, but then I'm thinking maybe he really doesn't know a whole lot. Right. Because as it progresses, it seems that, like, nobody wants to know where Bolshar is. Right. (laughs) So maybe they're thinking, well, if Bolshar is on Earth, I would rather be sent back to hell. Just kill me. Yes. I believe that was the Revenant's thinking at that point in time was, I'm not telling you anything because I don't know. But I don't want to know, so yeah. send me to hell now. <laughs> Which, that's kind of worrisome, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Like, the way that setup is? Like, absolutely. uh-oh. They don't want to know. They want to get off Earth. They'd rather go back to hell. I think we should really be worried. Yes, absolutely. And let's talk about Nedley. I love this. Because you see him, like, at the border of Purgatory, right by the sign, and <laughs> his... Well, I can't say his partner, his deputy, or whoever the heck is in the car with him is holding the radar gun, but apparently he fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Which was funny because all of a sudden in comes this bus that's kind of speeding and then slows down right before they get to the sign. So right at the line. But I love Nedley just looks over at the guy. He's like, did you have that in your lap all night? 
you ever want to have kids? It's like, <laughs> what the heck, Nedley? But they get out and all of a sudden the bus opens up and we get like smoke and as it's referred to throughout the episode, sexy smog. Yeah, sexy smog is what Jeremy called it. <laughs> Purple and here, sexy smog. Yeah, and out walks all these very well-dressed, very attractive people. And right then I'm like, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what kills me with everything that has happened. Everything. Why, Nedley, do you walk up to these people? Exactly. You tell them to get back in the bus and go on their way or you're going to start shooting. I mean, you know, know something isn't right because they come up and they're like, is this the Ghost River Triangle? Back up past the line. I'm guessing they can't come through because they stop so suddenly. Right. Oh, but no, Nedley, our sweet Nedley. Gets his face touched ever so slightly, and he ends up succumbing to their will. Yeah. Sure, come on in, folks. Why not? And I love it because he's like, yeah, yeah, why not? We haven't had vampires before. So nonchalant. Right. But then when he turns, he's like, ah, you're not going to do anything laying there. And we see the person who was his partner for the day, at least, laying there dead. Yeah. Guess it's a good thing we never learned his name. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and weird, weird, weird. Because everything that's going on, I feel like they should have had some kind of break. But I don't think it's been that long. Well, they do kind of mention, but not exactly. Like exactly how long it's been, right? I can't remember. Right, yeah. I don't remember them mentioning how long it's been. Well, we get to to see our, some couples, kind of, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Waverly and Nicole wake up kind of cuddling, and oh, I think the Way Hot community was just squealing with glee. Absolutely, they were. <laughs> but then we hear something outside, and it's Winona yelling, and all of a sudden, Waverly's like, are you kidding me? They've been out there all night? And I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> what the- this doesn't sound good. No. We go out, and we see in the barn that Doc and Winona were training. Only kind of seemed half-hearted. Or was it just me? Like, Doc wasn't really trying to land any punches or do anything like he normally would. Right. Yeah, I think if they had been, if they actually were doing this all night, they have to be wearing out by now. Right. And this is where I said, they're like, oh, this has been going on for X amount of time. And that's when I've drawn a complete blank. Right. But apparently, Winona won. Who knows how many times this has happened. But... Doc is pulling away and seems really, I don't know, almost angry with her. Right. And actually, it was 19 weeks. Okay. I did so find that quite in a while. the script. Oh, wow. So that, that was quite a while. Yeah. That's four months plus. Yeah. Okay. So I guess they did have a little bit of a break then. We just didn't have a break. We jumped yeah. in with monsters. <laughs> yeah. Waverly ends up finding Winona alone after Doc had left. And... Winona's like, ever since we had to send Alice away, Doc won't talk unless he's angry or they're actually physically fighting. So I'm going to keep him angry and fighting. And Waverly is so sweet because she's like, oh, he loves you. He just needs time to grieve. And that's really sad because their daughter isn't dead. Right. (laughs) They saved her. Yes. And that just makes me sad that he's like that right now. Okay. Don't get choked up. Got it. (laughs) Well, hey, guess what? We got a new case. 
big surprise, get the Scooby gang together. Because it's a weird one. And what's worse, we're going back to Pussy Willows. It's like, hey, so weren't we just there last night? Yeah. What happened between the time they left and this morning? Which really makes me wonder, because we don't know how close they came to having something happen to them. Right. And There's you can't body. blame it on the vampires because they were pulling up that morning. Right. So they so, couldn't, they weren't there. Right. But there's bodies and weird symbols. And it's like, okay, did somebody do this? Why did nobody run? Did they move the bodies? What the heck happened? And Miss Nicole seems to know stuff. As she this says, scares me. Yes, absolutely did. As much knowledge as she had about this. Work of the cult of Bolshar. And right. That Black Badge has been tracking down these mass homicides since the 20s. What? Yeah. And That's this an awful long time. the first time that's happened. And you go, uh-oh. And she does happen to say, now I can't remember if it's right away or later on, where like some more information kind of comes to her head. Right. That it wasn't all Black Badge. And it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. Because as she's looking at one of the women, she kind of freaks out and it's like, oh, she's going to go throw up. Okay. She runs to the bathroom. Now, I'm just saying that if you're a police officer and I know you got to deal with some stuff, but normally you're not going to run off and throw up. No. Although at least you're not contaminating the crime scene. So that's a bonus. But you have no idea. You haven't checked everything else out. Right. You could well be contaminating it. Which made me even more concerned right i know it's like what does this mean everything is like what does this mean i think every little thing means something and it, I, it doesn't right this is what happens like i'm trying to connect dots like way far out that have nothing to do with anything but weirdly hey there's some guy in there that shouldn't be there right great and who finds him why not and he also decided to leave i don't know a little calling card that's what I would call it. It's like a bloody handprint on a flyer. And it's like, what? what is this? And I still never understood that, even through the end. Like, what was the flyer about? Just something to get her where she needed to be? I think so. Okay. Or just well, to get actually, her out of there. Right, yeah. It was to get her out of there. Okay. Because, of course, it had her mom's name on it, so... I wondered how the heck we got to that point. I was right. really confused watching that. And I'm like, I, I did not understand that at all. Yeah, it had her mom's name on it, and that's where she immediately heads off to. Oh, okay, gotcha. And that makes a whole lot more sense now. Yes. <laughs> but why does Mama know anything about the cult of Bolshar? That's what Winona's wanting to find out, is... Has she any involvement with this? Well, well, she's like, hey, Waves, gotta go. I'll be back. Great. You're just leaving your sister there to deal with whatever weird shit is happening. Right. A little bit not cool, but they're herps. I guess they got it. But the next thing we know, Waverly's in the bathroom talking to Nicole through the bathroom door. And suddenly, here comes Petra. Petra was one of the vampires that we've seen roll into town. Yes. She just kind of touches Waverly's face, and suddenly Waverly's like, you are so beautiful. Right. I peed myself. And what? <laughs> like, what? And then weird, because Nicole pops out of the song. She's like, isn't she gorgeous? She's the best thing I've seen. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love her. And it's, 
what? You know this woman already? Right. It, it, it really, with what she said, it sounded like she had already had interactions with Petra before. That's what I was thinking. And I was yes. like, oh, God, what does this mean? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was freaking out. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, wait, has this got something to do with what Nicole was remembering? Right. Which, spoiler alert, no, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just jumping, like. I'm jumping to conclusions the way a a rabbit jumps around a yard, okay? (laughs) Squirrel. Yeah, pretty much. But, hey, these two are going to be given a task, along with a few other people. Right. Find Winona alive and bring her, because we're going to give her to Bolshar. Oh, great. Say what? This is only episode one? Yeah. The hell does this mean? And the vampires are turning... The Scooby gang against Winona? What? And it was funny because Nedley was there when they first got there and he's wearing, what the heck was he wearing? A kerchief. Kerchief. I was yeah. going to say a kerchief and I'm like, that sounds like such an old word. Yeah. He's like, oh, do you think she'll like it? Is she European? It's like, what? Oh, it wasn't them. It wasn't them though. Right. And I'm just like, I'm so confused right now. So, and it okay. it's worse. <laughs> right. Because. Doc knows something isn't right at the bar, basically. And he goes down to the basement. And we have Jeremy, who's doing God knows what. But in (laughs) in the attempts of doing whatever he's doing, he's dancing and kind of singing along. And, of course, he's like, it's not One Direction. Okay, it's One Direction. And what the hell is on your face, Jeremy? (laughs) I'm like, okay, no, no, don't don't do this weird mustache thing (laughs) please no it's so weird seeing him like that yeah but apparently he's down there tweaking doll's drugs right because they basically had to try to recreate the original so it's apparently not a hundred percent right so he's trying to tweak it so it'll work better because apparently doc is having some issues well, plus their chemist is kind of on the run from Winona. Yeah. I don't know if she's ever going to pop back up. Not likely. Let's if she's smart. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, hey, there's fog. And again, here comes the sexy fog. Great. How are the vampires in the bar? If they had to get welcomed into the Ghost River Triangle, why are they have to get like welcomed in everywhere? I don't understand. They're just kind of popping in and out wherever they think they need to be. I don't well, think they're just waltzing in. I think they're just appearing. Hmm. They're breaking oh. the vampire rules. Yeah. Well, Jeremy is suddenly all glamored. Yeah. But Doc is dragged away. It's like, oh, can he not be glamored for some reason? Right. You go, hmm. What's up with this? Okay. Well, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but. I know, I'm thinking, okay, is it because he was you know, immortal? Right, but he's not anymore, so... I don't know, this is yeah. weird. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, questions, what does this mean with everybody else who has some kind of superpower, a.k.a. Doc? Right. And Dolls. So Doc was, but not anymore, so maybe it has something to do with it. Dolls is something different. Right. Well, I known as the heir, so we know she's got all sorts of weird stuff happening. And then I'm looking at the rest of the gang. I'm like, oh, they're just people, though. Yeah. So unless there was a revenant around that was able to 
for us to know, we may never know exactly. Yeah, probably <laughs> won't. Mm. But then again, we might. <laughs> they like to do things to us. Yeah. Hey. But we find Winona arriving at a prison? I'm really confused. Yeah. I <laughs> said, so what? I, at first I thought, well, that I could see her maybe being in a mental institution, but how the hell did she get locked up in a prison? And this was really weird because at the end of last season, they were outside. Yeah. I thought it was like out in the mountains. If you're going to be at a prison slash mental institution slash we don't know where the hell it really is, they're not going to let you walk around freely on cliffs is all I'm thinking. (laughs) Out in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah, this talk about something that really didn't make a whole lot of sense. This was one of them. Yeah. Now, I'd hate to say that. Because Winona's, we don't know this, but she apparently knew where to find her at the end of the last season. So there seems to be some communication and some knowledge that Winona has that Waverly doesn't. So is this something that Winona did to make Ooh. sure she didn't have any contact with Waverly? Or was it an agreed thing between Michelle and Winona? I need some backstory badly. <laughs> please, please. But Winona decides to ask her mom some questions, but it seems like Mama Earp doesn't exactly want to talk, at least not to her. Right. <laughs> because apparently she's talking to somebody. Yeah. Which this is interesting, too. What does this mean? Right. Because, you know, she asked about the cult of Bolshar, and she's like, uh, you need to pay attention to me, and what the heck is going on? You need to answer me, Mama. Of course, she's, like, hearing voices, and she's pissed at Winona for dragging Waverly into this. And as she's screaming and, like, walking away, she starts screaming that my girls are off limits. It's like, yeah. oh, who yeah. are you talking to? <laughs> yeah, are you talking to the security at the in the institution, or are you talking to somebody else? Because obviously things don't seem right. No. And you don't know, yeah, if if it's just she's been really off and people aren't taking care of her or if she really is hearing something. I mean, we have seen way weirder stuff, so I'm not putting anything past. Well, Winona decides, all right, you know what? Something isn't right. I want to see her file. And I love it because I'm assuming it was the like warden or whatever guy in charge. He's like, no. I don't know who you think you are. And suddenly Dolls is there and he's like, oh, she's a deputy marshal. It's like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Black badge. Oh, guess what that means? Paperwork. Except not necessarily in a good way. Right. Because most of it's redacted. Wow. How did that happen? That's government. Yes. This is just getting deeper and deeper every second. And it's weird because as they're trying to go through this, Dolls keeps telling Winona, you need to tell Waverly about her. You need to tell her what's going on. Okay, Dolls, how long did you keep your secret from the Scooby gang? Right. And you're like, and granted, apparently this has been a while with Winona, but dude, you need to take it down or not. <laughs> exactly. So Winona kind of boots him out of the truck and Dolls ends up encountering Sexy Fog yeah. and Petra. But I don't know. Her glamour didn't work. And that's why I'm like, hmm, question right. mark, question mark. <laughs> okay, because 
Dahl's dragon powers make him immune, maybe? Makes me wonder. Yep, has to be. It but that's be a good anything. thing. I mean, we have, now we know two have not been, have not fallen prey to this. So that at least there's some hope. True. But I kind of wonder if Doc, who hasn't fallen prey to this, was even, if they attempted it. Because right. he wakes up, he's handcuffed to a stripper pole on the bus. Yeah. Which is just funny. Yes. And we have one of the vampires who has like this weird, I don't know what to call it. It's almost like a veil, but it's like. Right. But it's. Chain. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beaded veil. It's weird. Kind of gypsy-ish. Yeah. That's kind of Game of Thrones-ish too. (laughs) Like there was a particular scene way back in like season two. Right. Seems like ages ago. But anyway, there's a vampire who is Chantel Riley, who this was a question mark. Who is this person? Because she was on the panel right. in San Diego. Yes. They're not just going to have any rando up there. No. So what does this mean? <laughs> See, and I knew about the panel and that this young lady was on it. Right. And I'm like, what does this mean? Seriously. Yes. Which And it gets weirder. <laughs> Because she goes on about, oh, I've heard rumors about Doc Holliday being around. And if you're really Doc Holliday, you have to prove it. And you need to be on Team Vampire and Team Bullshire. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The hell are you talking about, lady? Right. Because <laughs> first it's like, oh, no, I, I don't know who you're talking about. And then, oh, well, let's test who you are. Right. And ends up, like, electrocuting him. Yeah. And it just keeps going on and on. And... I mean, it's it's a little later on, but all of a sudden, Doc knows who this person is. I'm like, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> Again, can we get some backstory here? I need, like, we need to sit in front of the fireplace and I need some story time. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I don't understand. And I'm, it's not that I'm so like, oh, what's happening? It's just like, oh my God, what's happening? If that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. Yes, <sighs> there was just, it was a frantic episode. And trying to keep up with everything that was going on was tough enough. But then not knowing the backstory that there's got to be. And it would just make it so much easier. (laughs) There's got to be all sorts of backstory. And it's going to make me crazy not knowing some of it. So I'm guessing at some point, if she was up on the panel, we're going to find out at least this backstory. Right. I definitely believe we will find out. The connection that they two have. Okay, good. But hey, what is happening? Yeah. (laughs) W-T-H-I-G-O. What the hell is going on here? I have no idea because the homestead has purple fog everywhere in the barn and everybody's super dressed up. What? what? Are we just chilling out at home in like sequins gowns? What is going on? Well, hey, Waverly, Nicole, and Jeremy are all ready for a party, and there's some blood over here. What is this? Yeah. And next thing we know, Nicole knocks Winona out. And when she picked up the gun, I'm like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> I now was we worried. knew the uh, revenants couldn't pick up Peacemaker, but apparently it's okay if just a regular human being can pick it up. I knew she could pick it up, yeah. but, and I know it doesn't work. Right. But I was worried what the heck was happening. I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. 
And then they get the bright idea to take her to Bolshar in a coffin. Now, where the hell did they get that? Oh, well, I guess the vampire brought the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, there's a house party. And what? It's for the last night on Earth for people here. Wait, wait, what? And we have a VIP room for all the people of, oh, what was it? The original families. Right. And they'll all be presented to Bolshar. And when it happens, too, and they're like, oh, my gosh, Waverly's like, oh, that's me. And Nicole's like, but then we're going to get separated. And I, and I thought somehow, because the way Nicole kept, like, talking to Waverly and then, okay, weirdly wavering on the subject. Right. <laughs> like, I thought she was going to, like, snap out of it. Right. But that did not happen. <laughs> no. I don't know. But we end up finding dolls. Well, not finding him, but seeing dolls find Winona, which is like, how did you get in there? How how did nobody see you? <laughs> what is going on? Again, this was just a big like, what? Like all through the whole thing. Right. But of course, but, they apparently they aren't communicating with each other as far as who they haven't been able to glamorize. You would think that. Petra would let everybody in the gang know that, oh, this guy, he's something different. You need to watch out for him. And yeah, she just like forgot about out him. There. Yeah, but no. It's like, ah, uh, no big deal. Yeah. What's when Apparently you- she didn't know. Right. Well, that's what you get for not knowing because Dolls was super excited. He had a vampire slaying kit. Yeah. I've never had a chance to use this. And it's like, okay, bring it down a notch, yeah. dude. <laughs> Well, they need stakes. Thankfully, there's a bunch of chairs down in the basement. <laughs> Good thing they like to hold on to old stuff. And then they get to go upstairs. But not just normal people walking upstairs like, hey, what's up? I'm going to make a grand entrance. But before I say that, let me just say, when Winona kind of pops up out of the coffin that they had her stored in, I love it. She looks at her outfit and her crimped hair and everything. And she's like, oh, God, please tell me Waverly dressed me. She's like. But by looking at the gloves, I think it was Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) Just that was the funniest and stupid comment. Because it's like, oh, please say it was. No, I don't think so. (laughs) And so to make a grand entrance, she busts through the window. It's like, dude, that's your house. You got to replace that. (laughs) But dolls comes popping in with her and they just start staking vampires. It's like, and how they figured out so quickly. I don't remember if it was dolls that is like. Hey, whatever vamp glamorize the person, once we stake them, they'll come to their senses. And bam, good job. Oh, great. Because somehow they get the one, like, pretty quick that got Nedley. So Nedley's like, all right, give me one of those. Yay, Nedley. Yeah. (laughs) I still feel sorry for the poor guy. Let's go back to the party bus, though. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's seriously, all of a sudden, like, all this mess is happening. Doc wakes up and he talks to this vampire and he's like, Calls her Contessa. And she kind of freaked out. Oh, absolutely. And then, of course, you know, he frees himself and they're like, kind of fighting, kind of not. And he almost shoots her. Right. And she's like, you can't do that. I was like, what? Who are you? What does this mean? (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. But like, she doesn't really give the information, right? Why she took him? No. Well, kind a little bit. Right. That she didn't want to turn him, but she tried to save him. Basically, it's like, hey, maybe you need to get out of town. It's like, no, what are you talking about? 
Right. But we don't know everything. So I want to know what's going on. And does he call her by a different name? Yeah, Kate. And wasn't that like way back in the first season that Waverly had found something about a Kate? Was I like think you're right. And I can't remember, like Big Nose Kate or something right. like that. Something weird and random. So I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I wonder, wonder what this means. <laughs> but then Doc, you know, late to the party kind of goes in. It's like, and fine. I don't know why I'm laughing because it was, it was like a little kid almost. He finds a vampire hiding underneath a sheet. What? You are really bad at this. How have you survived however many years yeah. you've been alive? <laughs> exactly. What? Just always assume that sexy smoke was going to help you, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude doesn't have any information that he's willing to share, at least. And other than the fact that Winona is stupid for trying to chase after Bolshar, and she's like, oh, why don't you send your buddy a warning then? Yeah. And lets him loose. And I'm thinking, that's dumb, but... Not really. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, she's done that to uh, before to Revenants, and uh, like when they went back to... Um, Good old Michael Eklund's character. Uh, oh, oh, Yeah. They didn't end up uh, lasting long, and neither did this guy. No. No. Yeah. That didn't look too good. No. <sighs> he returns and empty-handed, and they punish him by making him ingest something that will turn him back human. See, I didn't think that's what they were doing. I thought they were just, I don't know, doing something going to make him explode or something. Yeah. <laughs> But turning a vampire human is pro is the worst thing in the world for him. I mean, we saw that a couple of times in um, Van Helsing. That's true. Like, they don't know what to do, especially if it's been a long time. Right. Well, Doc and Winona, I don't know. I don't know how this can play out. I know, because we it's see so back fighting. And yeah. And you know, after this is all over, they're in the bar. They're having drinks. And he kisses her. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. I thought... You were with dolls. Damn it, Winona! I'm so confused. Right. And she's happy he seems to be out of his funk. And, and... Yeah, then we get to see the whole group together, kind of uh, having Chinese, Vietnamese takeout. <laughs> That's pretty specific. I would, I did not realize what they were eating. I just... Yeah. Takeout. <laughs> yeah. And dolls gets in Winona's ear and... Basically lets everybody know that Winona needs to take Waverly home. Right. It's like, hint, hint. Nudge, you need nudge. to tell her. Yeah. And so they get in Winona's truck and they're heading back to the homestead. Which I swear to God, the homestead moves. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to explain that later. But it just seems like it's never as close as the, it, it was in the first season. Right. It's like it's getting further away. <laughs> But later we have Dolls finding Nicole back at Pussy Willows and she's still shaken up. But she's like, well, we still have to finish this because obviously everything that happened in the last day happened so fast. It's like, OK, we still have a murder investigation. Right. But she seems to have memories and she's like, Dolls, I think I might be a survivor of one of these cults. What? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Rewind. <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? You better tell me something. Yeah. Because I am like big question marks over my eyeballs right now. 
Right. So, <sighs> and of course, we don't get any more information because we come no. right back to Waverly and Winona on their way home as Waverly's trying to guess the confession Winona's about to spill. <laughs> Good luck with that. And right. Winona, that's not going to be top 10, lady. No, not going to be within the top 10. And Winona hands her the visitor pass from the prison. Yeah, and the look on Waverly's face. Oh my God. Talk about somebody's heart being just ripped out of their chest. Right. And all of a sudden, Waverly's like, look out. And there's some kind of wreck. Yeah. That somehow it's so violent, the truck flips. Yeah. And then next thing we know, we see Waverly being pulled away, screaming for Winona. It's like she's being dragged. Yeah. And end scene <laughs> go, with her. What? what? Killing me. Lavetta, <laughs> come uh, on. Like, what just happened? We so, way too many what just happened moments in this episode. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't. But I don't think we're the only ones. So No, not at all. <laughs> well, did we get any feedback for episode one? Oh, we sure did. Our friend from the Netherlands, Fred, is back again with some audio feedback, so let's take a listen. Hello, Fangirls on Podcasters. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Winona Earp, Season 4, Episode 1. Why did I start watching Winona Earp? Answer, it's a Canadian series. Why is that important? I will answer these questions in a little while. But first, for the people who di didn't listen... To the Fangirl Zone podcast about The Crossing Season 1 and The Expanse Season 3 recently, I will introduce myself a little bit as well. On Father's Day, June 2014, my wife gave me a DVD box of Season 1 of Orphan Black as a present, because she thought me being a geneticist could like that series. And right she was. Until that time, I was not much into watching television at all. I was just too busy with my work, including in the evenings at home. When I was younger, I was a big Star Trek fan and did watch TV more often. Because I wanted to know more about the series and its lead actress, I started to surf the internet. I started to watch single episodes of other series where Tatjana Maslany had a guest role. In this way, I started to watch The Listener and Alphas as a series in a whole. Then I discovered podcasting, which was a nice way of getting the episode I just watched, reviewed and analyzed on my bicycle to and from work. As a not-native speaker, you sometimes miss something, and a podcast then helps a lot. It all had a kind of tsunami effect on watching Canadian series, and as I started to know some actors, also on watching Canadian movies. Apart from the genetics in Orphan Black, I like the themes as equal rights for all people, LGBTQ or otherwise. I think the series did a very nice job at that, and actually, more Canadian series do that. In that Canadian present-day TV tradition, Winona Earp is no dif different, and perhaps even top runner at the moment. Just have a look what all happened at Glexicon this year. Glexicon is the largest multi-fandom event for LGBTQ women and allies, celebrating LGBTQ women and characters in TV, film, websites, comics, books and more. Funny thing, what I just told you, is that the first two series, besides Orphan Black, I started watching were The Listener and Alphas. David Stratton plays a lead role as Dr. Lee Rosen in Alphas. We just saw him as Commander Klaus Ashford 
in the latest season of The Expanse, which just had finished. In The Listener, Melanie Scrofano plays the girlfriend Tia of the protagonist of that series, Toby Logan. I already liked Melanie in that role, and even looked her up on IMDb to see in what other series and movies she had played. I'm talking about 2015 here, so although she didn't have a major role in The Listener, I still liked her so much that I looked for more stuff about her. So you can imagine how nicely surprised I was that when I discovered uh, Winona Earp as a series, that she was playing the lead role. I quickly got into Winona Earp craziness. On the 4th of January, I booked a ticket for the Earpapalooza Winona Earp fan convention in Minneapolis coming October. At that moment, I only had seen half of season 1. Just before season 3 started, with uh, the episode at hand, I finished watching season 2. Okay, enough general talk. What about this episode? Well, I like to see them all back, all the actors. And I probably have to see this episode a second, or even a third time. Because it all was a bit over the top for me. Perhaps a season premiere needs that. Very high pace, too hectic, too many peculiar, to me unknown English words. Words I had to look up, uh, and you have to know that on Netflix in the Netherlands only season 1 is available with Dutch subtitles. There were just too many so-called funny one-liners. Some of them were really funny, though. I think I'm too negative now, so I will stop giving feedback and we will re-evaluate after re-watching. I did like seeing Chantal Riley, vampire, vampire Kate aka the Contessa, in this episode. She also plays one of the major roles in a detect as Detective Trudy Clark in Frankie Drake Mysteries, another very nice Canadian series, which will have its second se- uh, season next September. It's more or less a Canadian version of Murdered Mysteries. And as said earlier about Canadian series, a women-driven show, just like Winona Earp, with strong female leading roles. In that series, my second favorite Canadian actress, Lauren Lee Smith, plays the role of Frankie Drake. The same Lauren Lee, Lauren Lee Smith plays the second lead role as Detective Michelle McCluskey in The Listener, next to Greg Olyanik, who plays Toby. The vampires in this episode of Winona were a bit monsters of the week, although two are still around, of which Kate, the Contessa, is one of them. Doc calls her Contessa or Count Tessa, I'm not sure. She came back for him, so they obviously have some history together. I expect she will stick around because Chantal Riley was with the rest of the cast at San San Diego Comic Con. They probably would not have done that if she was just in the third season for one or two episodes. So, that was all for now. Till next time, greetings, all the best, Fred. Well, we definitely agree with you, Fred, on... The Canadian series, we have fallen in love with many of them. Yeah. And it's, we're really glad that uh, your wife gave you the season one of Orphan Black as a birthday present. I mean, as a Father's Day present. That was awesome of her. Yeah. I confused my husband making him watch because he <laughs> wouldn't sit and watch the whole thing. So <laughs> I'm glad that you got into Winona Earp too. Yes. Like so quick. And, you did Urpapalooza? Oh, no, you're going to do Urpapalooza. Sorry. Right. 
So you'll have to tell us how it is yes. because neither of us are able to make that one. Right. We're counting on you to be our reporter, the fangirl fan zone reporter at Urpalooza in that Minneapolis. <laughs> and hope you have an awesome time checking that out. And it was really cool seeing it. And Twitter was blowing up, actually, that they actually got on national television talking about Urpapalooza, like promoting this. Right. So that's awesome. So I'm sure you're going to have an amazing time. And I don't know. It it was, of course, high paced, very hectic. And I don't know how I feel about the vampires myself, but it seemed to be kind of a a, a segue to where we're going. Right. Yeah. So it, I'm not. Too yeah. It, it seemed to be a, more of a setup. Yeah. They were so, another one of the cults of Bolshar, but I don't think we've seen the real ones yet. Like I said, I don't think that the the vampires were the ones who's who did that mass murder. So they're somewhere in the Ghost River Triangle. We just don't know who and where they are. Because I don't think that Bolshar's one right-hand man that we saw could have done that himself. But I could be wrong. Right. And, yeah, like I already said, I believe that Chantal Riley does definitely have something happening this season because it would make sense for her to just be on on stage. Because if you look at all the shows that have ever had big panels, none of them have had just like a person who's only been on one or two episodes right. up there. Yeah, no. Well, I definitely believe this character is going to play a very important role as the season goes along. Because I have a feeling she's going to have information that the Scooby gang is going to need and will not be able to get it out of her. Mm. And we just get another one of those wedges to get between Doc and Winona. Just Everything. As, yeah, just as soon as they're back together again and Doc seems to be over his issues, well, another woman's going to show up, just like our revenant chemist last season. Right. Uh, so... Thanks for everything. We're so glad that you are jumping on with Winona. And for everyone else, don't forget to send us your emails, your thoughts on the show. Thank you guys who are just popping stuff up on YouTube. You can, of course, find everything at www.fangirlzone.com. So you can see all the ways you can contact us and talk to us and everybody who tweets with us. You know, it's awesome. You're actually tweeting with Steve. I haven't been able to because of my craptastic work schedule, but... Let that be it. Be that as it may. Yes. Uh, you know, God pay them bills. But while you're going and sending us something, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast and our random tinfoil hats that we like to throw in there. Although, if we're going to be back at the Ghost River Triangle, Steve, I think we're going to have to get tinfoil cowboy hats now yeah we'll have to upgrade yeah <laughs> so for this episode of sci-fi talk i'm sean fangirless and i'm steve revenant demon horny flock of jason momoas come out come out wherever you are and until next time <laughs>